Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are doing our second Q&A edition. I love these because we get some amazing questions from you guys. So here we are making our best effort to answer them. Yeah, and episode nine. Wow. It's, that's so surreal, isn't it? We've done nine episodes and you guys are still here. Yeah, I know. They're still here. <laughs> can't get rid of them. No, Please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's get straight into it. Like Danny said, um, we love doing Q&As and I guess we probably spend a lot of our time on Instagram replying to Q&As ourselves. Yep. We get a lot of them and that's why we're here. We want to answer your questions and assist in the best or the best way that we can. And I, we appreciate that you guys ask because I remember being someone on the other side. I remember I was so nervous for some reason to write questions to people that I looked up to in the fitness industry. So, oh, so nervous. Oh, and then you'd re, I'd reread it and, and hope that they'd answered. So to now be in that role reversal, it just blows my mind. And yeah. I'm freaking grateful. Yeah, I'm pumped. And I listened to a podcast the other day and they were talking about never would you ever have had access to like your idols or pros or mm. athletes in the sport. You know, you can never just send Michael Jordan a message and be like, hey, bro, like how do you yeah. throw the ball like that? You know? <laughs> You can't. <laughs> it's so true. But like now, like I know I could message a lot of my idols and they'd get back to me. Yeah. How cool is that? It's awesome. So please keep the questions coming. Um, and yeah, here we go. Yeah. So rolling into the first question by Kerry underscore MC 92. Do you compare yourself to your previous show or your competitors next to you? So this would be referring to um, competing with the WBFF, which is what we both do. Yeah. Talking about our competition. Yeah, definitely. And it's a real trap to fall into with comparing yourself to others, not only for competition, but in everyday life. Mm. It's You generally compare yourself to other people, whether you mean to or not. And I feel like confidence is a big underlying factor in this. The more confident you are within yourself, the less you're going to worry about what other people are doing. But I find it is good in a sense. You can use it to your advantage by just noticing what other people are doing. Mm. But when it comes to looking at what they're doing, then reflecting it back on yourself in a negative way, it won't serve you. So have you done this before? 100%. And I still struggle to not do it, to be Mm. honest. Like where it's human nature to compare and contrast, but I'm a lot better at not doing it in my own sport now. Like I don't look at anyone else and say, oh, look where they are. Why aren't I at that stage yet? Or, oh, they're starting to cut right now. Maybe I should start. Mm. Or, oh, she's on a lot more calories than me. Why, Why can't I get my calories that high? I'm very good at not doing that anymore because I guess it just comes with knowledge and understanding the difference and the diversity from show to show, from person to person, from competitor to competitor, from category to category. Yeah. So you can't really compare your journey when it's so individual. Yeah. And I remember when I first started competing and we spoke about this earlier, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. So I wanted to follow people to see what I was doing was right. Yes, I had a coach, but you're still overwhelmed. Well, I get overwhelmed, I used to, with new scenarios. So I just followed. I typed in like bikini competitor and whatever amount came up on Instagram, which wasn't many at the time, 
um, not even like 50 or whatever. I just followed them and would look at what they're doing. But it was bad because then, yeah, you would compare yourself and I'd take everyone's opinion to heart. They're like, oh, you should be doing this, should be doing that. It was really stressful. Yeah, it's toxic. (laughs) And I think everyone's fallen into that trap. You know, I still get people ask me like, oh, what's your macros at the moment? Or how much do you weigh? Or and how tall are you? Why do people ask that? They want to get context. (laughs) They want to get context of what you're really like. That's what I feel. People are like, "Are you as short as you look?" Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, (laughs) you know, someone asking how much you weigh, I just think, why? It's their own ego wanting to know, or like, you know, how many calories are you on at the moment? They're probably comparing what you're on to what they're on in retrospective to where you are post comp, literally. So. I think when I get those messages, I'm pretty selfish and I'm just like, well, it's none of your business. Like, firstly, yeah. no, no, hey, babe. It's just like... Oh, really? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> you're like, far out. But um, getting back to, I guess, the comparison, yes, it's human nature to do it, but you do get better at not doing it anymore. And you just got to realize that you do you. Yep. Uh, when it comes to comparing myself to my previous show, yes, because that's what you do. But we're doing this to refine our process refine um the athlete that we build for the next Mm. day um show so yeah you need to compare yourself to what you used to look like Mm. that's what the sport is yeah yeah Mm. it's self-improvement sport but when you are comparing yourself just go into it with like whatever you're comparing yourself to it's just data yeah you know like if you feel like oh, i came in leaner for that show or i was fuller in that show i had more Um, confidence on stage in that show it's just data just assess that data and go okay what did I do right in in that instance what can I use from that uh and how can I move forward rather than oh I did so much better that time and this time I sucked yeah don't don't turn it negative use it as positive tools yeah perfect so the next one from Claire James underscore WBFF determining which recovery you need aka listening to your body Yes, and this is super important. So what do you think she means by which recovery you need? For what? Maybe which methods of recovery it could be or, or how to recover. So I suppose listening to your body. In terms of training, I posted one up yesterday uh, saying that my squats felt so heavy. So oh, yeah, it felt like that. a good 30, 40 kilos mm. heavier than what it was. So whether I was tired or I mentioned because I'm ovulating now that I'm getting in tune with my body again. I'm like, I'm ovulating. I'm freaking proud. <laughs> I'm out, guys. I'm now. leaving. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go lighter because I'm ovulating. I've got to li- I love it. Like, Coach is like, Danny, your number's down. Yeah, but I'm ovulating. Yeah. So. And then it's fine now because what people are really rewarding Recognizing that fact. It. And I'm, yeah, learning a lot from you and, and how you're going about that too. So listening to your body, if something feels really heavy, there's a difference between like go harder push 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 or because then you can actually injure yourself as a female depending on your cycle which we'll get into in another podcast but some days our ligaments might be more lax than other days or we might be more fatigued so pushing 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 isn't going to help so i just lighten the weight and increase the reps in terms of training so listening to my body for that yeah i know the difference between i'm being a lazy ass 
compared to okay, I actually need to need to slow down. Back. And that comes with experience, knowing when to mm. not push and when to push. And I always feel like there's two types of people in the gym. There's the ones who need to be pushed, and there's the ones that need to be held back. People like mm. us, I feel like I need a coach so I don't overdo it. So mm. I don't overtrain, so I don't over diet. Whereas some people need to kick up the ass. Yeah. That's the honest truth. Like yeah. you've got your type A that just need to be controlled and then you've got your others that need to be pushed. Yeah. And it's about learning, I guess, which one you are, identifying yourself and saying, I need a bit more motivation. I need these motivational triggers to push me into the gym to get me going or vice versa. No, I need these cues and these reminders to slow down and knowing yeah. which one. But in regards to the recovery, there will never be anything better in terms of recovery than a good training program and optimal nutrition. Mm, yeah, it depends if we're also not talking about training. So that's very training specific. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we will talk about training, but sleep, that's, yeah. that's a, a yeah. good form of recovery Absolutely. too. Um, sleep, but, training, nutrition. Yeah, yeah. And then the extras... So your foam rolling, your magnesium baths, your massages, your manual therapy treatments, all of this stuff is, well, we're going down an injury route as well. But in terms of general recovery, it's more about just slowing down and giving yourself time just to be. So yeah, there's so many different methods of recovery. But as Sherelle said, the optimal training protocol, correct nutrition, and then I threw in sleep as well. Yeah, and the real question is, if you're not recovering, like maybe address those topics and say mm. why like determining which recovery you need is going to depend on what you're doing yes as well so you know if, if you're finding you're not recovering i'm sure there's a good reason as to why you know if you're constantly sore if you're constantly tired and wired or if you're constantly getting injured there's going to be a reason as to why and it's going to come down to one of those things yeah yeah explore those and then add in um stress levels if you're overly stressed yeah exactly stress need... stress management is everything yeah yeah definitely so in terms of determining which recovery you need just reflect back on your lifestyle and which parts need uh, altering. Yeah. So moving on to question three, K deal fit, holistic health and approaching competitions with a health first mindset and how to balance the two. I love it. I love that people are recognizing so this So do too. I. It's yep. so, such a new trend. Like I feel like we went through with fitness, we sort of went through the whole training and F45 and high intensity sort of stuff. And now we're really moving into this like wellness sort of space where people are really recognizing it. Yeah, well, people are realizing that there's no point jeopardizing your health just to do this because mm. it contradicts why you do it in the first place. Mm. You do it to feel bloody good and, and all of that. So in terms of how I approach it holistically, like I just always listen to my body. And then so starting off by giving myself a realistic time frame. And by realistic, I mean, as we've spoken about earlier, at least 16 plus weeks mm. to start dieting down because it's a stressful time on the body. So I Especially did push the boundaries for this October one. It was probably about 13 weeks, but I've been working my ass off consistently for four years. So I, I was in the place where I could do that. But I'm not going to click my fingers and go, I'm going to compete in like six weeks. Because mm. no. that's just not going to be healthy. No, absolutely. The other day, I actually had an interesting question uh, in one of my Q&A boxes asking if 36 weeks was long enough for a comp prep. Oh. And I, I, I sort of thought about it for a second. Initially, I was like, of course it is. But then I thought, 
Well, it depends, doesn't mm. it? So, you know, I, I, I responded with something along the lines of, well, it depends on your sporting history, how long you've been training for, how much body fat you have to lose, how much muscle you need to gain, what division you want to go in, how old you are, your training age, yep. what your work's like at the moment, other family commitments. It's so complex. And, yeah. And it's it's uh, naive to put a number on it, a week on it, mm. an expectation on it. And I do like to be like, I'm competing this October. I say it and I do it. But I never hold myself super accountable because you never know what's actually going to happen. Like, yeah. You still want to set that date, but be open and understand that sometimes your physiology might not go the way you want to and your body might tell you this show isn't right for you and you just yep. got to go with that. So... Like Danny said, if you have the muscle mass and you're in a good position metabolically, like everything's on track, absolutely that sort of 20, 16 to 20 week mark is probably ideal for a first time competitor. Mm. More time is always better, might yeah. we add. Yeah. Um, but you can do that. But I love the fact that someone asked me if 36 weeks was long enough. That's good. That's epic. Normally it's, is six weeks long enough? <laughs> no. It's, it's great. And we just want to keep... Uh, exaggerating the fact that everyone is different and life happens. Things get in the way, so to speak, but it's not getting in the way mm. because there's no such thing as a perfect time. Oh, I've got a perfect 36 weeks of no drama in my life. I will come. Yeah. Like it yeah. just does not happen. So that's why doing it for the journey is so important because if you don't compete for one reason, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. At the start, I remember in my first prep because I just went in just like, eyes on that that day because I had no idea what I was doing um in terms of why I was doing it in my head I remember thinking imagine if I couldn't compete it would be the worst thing in the world yeah. I remember that like being nervous that I wouldn't get to the day and yeah. that's ridiculous yeah because it's just a day mm. and regardless if you have 16 or 36 weeks shit's gonna go wrong yeah like it doesn't matter how long you've got it's never gonna be smooth and I always know this now going into a prep I'm like what's gonna happen yeah like nothing's ever smooth I'm like I remember the start of the year, I had a month of night duty just rostered, which is so unfair. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, okay. Like things happen. Things just yeah. happen. You just got to work around it. And that's building like the resilience to do that is just part of the process. And it's so much more rewarding when you get to the end and you've overcome all these boundaries yes. and factors. Like you're like, oh my goodness, I've done all this and yeah. I could do this amazing thing, stick to myself, remain disciplined. Yeah. It's, it's a really rewarding place. Yeah, but if you start to really jeopardize your physical and mental health, I would postpone it or just reflect on why you're doing it and how you're doing it because health is always number one. Set yourself some boundaries um, and then adhere to those as well. You mm. did mention that in one of your stories yesterday. Yeah. So I sort of was talking about um, contraception and coming off the Implanon, which I got removed a little while ago. And I sort of said to myself that if I didn't start menstruating again within the first six months of getting that removed, that I probably wouldn't compete for the next year and I'd just focus on my reproductive health because mm. at the end of the day, that's more important to me than a show. Uh, and I think having, yeah, like Danny said, clear cut boundaries and standards for yourself is really important. Like I know for me, I would never jeopardize a relationship or my relationships for a show. Like, yeah. yes, things have to go on the back burner, 
but it's still my priority, the people that get me there. And mm. it goes the same with my reproductive health. You know, I want to have a family one day. Yeah. So I'm not going to jeopardize that for a bikini show. The yeah. same goes with my metabolism. Like I, I sort of have requirements for my calories and I sort of think, okay, if I'm not losing on these numbers, something else is up. Yep. And awesome. I, yeah, I think having some boundaries for yourself before you go in and understand like, yes, it's going to be hard, but you actually don't have to jeopardize your health to extremes like a lot of people do lead out that you have to. Yeah, perfect. So moving on to question number four, this one, there's a lot in it. So good old Nicole Toomey, I went all out with the question. So Thanks, thank Nicole. you. So the first part has got to do with muscular development. And this is clearly to Sherelle. She goes... <laughs> How do you get those great quads and expectations on the time it takes to develop a physique from when we first started to today? So that's the first part of the question. Yeah. How'd you get your quads, mate? Oh, God. (laughs) Quads are the gods. This is a reoccurrence and I actually don't train quads that much. Yeah. Um, I played a lot of sport growing up. I did a lot of running when I was growing up. I did a lot of endurance running, a lot of sprinting, a Mm. lot of hill sprints. And I believe that's actually what grew my legs. A lot of people say like, you know, cardio and endurance and stuff like that can't. But have you seen the the legs on sprinters? Yeah. They're developed. And I do probably think like when I did start getting in the gym, I, you know, squatted and I did train my lower body, of course. Mm. I didn't put the big emphasis on my posterior chain that I do today. Yeah. But I just think one genetics as well my dad has had the biggest quads my mum used to um alter the seams in his jeans really so his quads could fit so it does a lot of it does come down to genetics for me personally it's just in my makeup and i guess my sporting background yeah and my quads are more developed than my hamstrings just for similar reasons i suppose not putting that emphasis on the posterior chain so being a tennis player, short, sharp sprints across the court. But then when I transferred into the gym, I, all I would do was jump on the freaking leg extension. Yeah. Like, because it was safe. I knew what it did. Yeah. I was like, okay, never trained hammies because I didn't know how to deadlift or do yep. any of that. And you that. can't see them. You can't see them. I'd never trained glutes, which, yeah, it is what it is now. But it's all part of the learning God. journey. If we started in the gym Fine. now, mate. Would be overdeveloped from the from the right sides, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, we would be. Yeah. So, um, being overdeveloped in the quads, but it's a very common occurrence. So mm. that's why it's important to just always focus on balancing all your muscle groups and training them uh, all. Definitely. In terms of expectations on the time it takes to develop a physique, I never really thought of it back then because I would just train to train and then I didn't put expectations on myself back then because I didn't Mm. know that I was going to go down this path ever Mm. but now I'm realizing it's freaking a long journey it takes forever yeah if there I swear I say this all the time but ignorance is bliss Mm. and when like both Danny and I first started we had absolutely no expectations I wasn't even trying to develop a physique Mm. I don't even know what the word physique was yeah like and now I feel that's what it is. Everyone's trying to develop and grow, which is amazing because, yeah. you know, it's awesome that everyone's educated on this process and stuff like that. But I just went to the gym and just fluffed around and didn't mm. really focus on that end product as such. Uh, yeah. So realistic expectations, it takes a long time because 
we've been we were fluffing around in the gym for like two years before we even started training really yeah. a lot of well i know i was a lot of yeah. people say to me like how long have you been training for i'm like how long have i been exercising or how long have yeah. i been training because they're two separate things mm. i was exercising for a while i don't know if it was doing anything yeah, I would just train to sort of stay thin, really, yeah. to be honest. I was yeah. not training to build anything. Yeah. Like, I loved lifting weights and, like, looking at my shoulders. I'm like, oh, shit, they're growing. <laughs> but then I would jump straight in the treadmill just to try and stay small, yeah. which now it's the complete opposite. Yeah. So in regards to realistic expectations, you first need to identify what your goal is and what your yeah. expectations are of yourself. You know, are you trying to lose 5, 10 kilos or are you trying to actually build glutes or Mm. are you wanting to compete like what is your expectation that's going to give you more realistic time frame to work on yeah Uh, because developing a physique is completely different from person to person and like we just spoke about genetics plays a huge role and i don't think people recognize that enough like some people are quite blessed Mm. to like Yes, they work hard, but some people have more genetic potential than others. It doesn't mean that they're that you can't get there if you don't have those genetics. It just means that your expectations need to be different. Yeah, that's right. But the underlying theme is nothing will happen quickly. Mm. Like at the start of a weight loss journey, for example, it might, but things do uh, slow down. But being it for the long game anyway, I think yeah. our generation, we want everything straight away and we're so used to having everything on hand. You click your finger, you can get whatever you want, yeah. but it's not rewarding that way of, as we've spoken many times. So yeah. just being it for the long haul and seek guidance, as we always say, from someone who bloody can get you there quicker. If yeah. you're impatient on your trial and errors, just hire someone to get you there quicker. Exactly. That instant gratification world that we live in now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is a double-ended sword because it sort of makes you feel like you should be progressing quicker than what you probably are. But yeah. no one's progressing faster than you. We're all on our own individual journey and there is no end destination. You'll get there when you get there. Beautiful. And that ties into the last part of this question. How have your expectations changed uh, and how have your mindsets changed regarding body image? I feel like we almost answered that. Well, we did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just remove the expectations and and mindset in terms of body image. I'm learning to be comfortable with each phase that I am in. Yes, yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. Learning, keyword. You're always going to have times that you like better than others, but the grass is always greener in a sense from being lean. Oh, I miss eating this and whatever and having energy. But then the other way, it's like, oh, I miss being lean. Just be happy with where you're at and if you're not make a change yeah everyone wants what they can't have and Mm. i remember like growing up i've got really curly hair and i hated it how curly super curly you wouldn't know i've straightened this but i normally don't but i've got really like ringlets curls what do you get the chemical straightener? (laughs) no 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 i just got a good straightener shit so when i went to bali the other week and my oh. hair was fro. Everyone was like, oh, my God, is that your hair? I'm like, yeah. I just... Did you? Is that the photo in the hat, the mm. cute one? Oh. That was tame, might I do. Because you had a hat on, I couldn't tell. Yeah. So I got curly hair and I hated it. But, like, people always used to say to me, I love your hair. And it used to blow my mind. It's exactly mm. the same as body image. Because, for example, I hated my quads for so long and someone's asked, how do I get those great quads? No shit. So it really just comes down to perception. And that's something that I've gotten, you know, improved at over the years. It's just accepting. Like, yeah. 
okay like you know not burdening you some people wish for your worst assets yeah so don't pull yourself down just embrace it and that's yeah something i guess we're both still working on Mm. but it is just a state of mind and a perception thing yeah embrace that you're unique catch yourself out on any bad language don't use the word hate when it comes to a body part and all mm. that you know there those quads are there to serve you you're freaking walking around you got two legs like exactly. it's bloody be exactly. thankful for every cell in your body exactly yeah. it's a blessing mm, definitely so moving on to question number five it's tamika how working out has changed your mindset So very similar, but something I've noticed since I started implementing proper training is how the discipline, the resilience, the hard work and the work ethic, I guess, transfers into a lot of other elements of my life. And I never understood this until you do pull yourself out of some deep times, i.e. a comp prep, i.e. night shift, i.e. those things uh, that are really tough. And you get through it and Mm. it's so bittersweet at the end. Yeah, definitely. It it does transfer to all areas of your life. And it's it's also a form of meditation for me as well because you're forced to be present when you're training well and and paying attention. It forces you to be present. So it's actually, it calms me down. Even though I get in there and you just go for it, but like... It's, it's a meditation. Yeah. yeah. It's a way of being completely present in mm. that moment. Um, and I notice that when I'm in a comp prep or in a dieting phase or really loving my training, I am by far the most dedicated, strict, adherent, motivated, creative yep. per- version of myself. Like come up with all these great ideas and... Yeah, it's just a state of mind that you sort of develop into. So I love it. And that's why I love comp prep. That's why I love competing. It's a big big reason why I do compete because I love the the mental self-growth that you go through during a comp prep. So much more than physical, guys. So much more. Yeah, and it just makes you feel good about yourself. And then when you feel good about you, you're unstoppable. You Mm. know, you can do whatever you want and meeting people there and that helps your social health. Like there's so many elements of health that working out yeah. helps and enhances. So. And look good, feel good. That sounds yeah. vain. But if you're looking after yourself because you want to look good, there's nothing wrong with that. No like, way. Yeah, look after your health. You're going to feel good and it's going to replicate into other areas of your life and you're just going to be a better person to be around. Yep, definitely. And lucky last from Charlie.Active, the importance of girls supporting girls. Yeah, the girls. Yeah, the girls. <laughs> Yeah, TG. I love this. Mm. There's less like there's less rivalries out there now. I feel like people are really getting getting around it. Even that um, t-shirt you wore in one of your photo shoots about empowering women. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved that, mm. and it's so strong and cool because we're all so bloody similar. Yeah. And why wouldn't we support each other? Honestly, I know. I know. And social media, I think, gets a lot of bad rep in that you know online bullying and all those sorts Mm. of things and i know it definitely does occur but i'm a big believer in choose your environment choose your surrounding and i found social media really empowering for me because i could get onto this platform and i could connect and socialize with all these other amazing women who had the same passion and interest as me Mm. and if there was a bitch amongst the group i just unfollowed them easy done get out so but I haven't had any issues like that, to be honest. Like, I get people say to me, oh, you must get, like, 
lots of hateful comments and all that sort of stuff. No, yeah. I don't. I don't put that energy into the world. So yeah. I don't feel like I get it back. And yeah. if I do, I don't notice it. I don't even mm. allow myself to notice it. You get the odd comment or the message or whatever. It's probably a bot. But like general women are out to support other women. Yeah. And if you're around people and you notice that they are putting other people down, it is always a reflection on what's going on in their life. Yeah. We shouldn't have to feel threatened by them because if we are truly at peace with who we are, we shouldn't feel the need to tear mm. others down. Mm. Like, and yeah, so environment is one thing and just realizing, like, if you can't unfollow someone from the work desk next to you in the office or something, you can't do that. Just yeah. try and reframe your mindset. Okay, they must be going through some real shit right now to be acting like that. Yeah, and that's right. I think it's Gary V. He always says, you know, I, I pity the poor bugger who actually took the time out of their day to comment that on my photo. Like, their yeah. life must be really sad. And it's yeah. so true. Like, just come into it would be like, oh, God, I wonder what, what they're going through. Their, yeah. their day must suck. And I do this in traffic. <laughs> so, if, so if there's someone that um, flips me the bird or something like that, <gasps> I sit there and I think maybe they're on the way to the hospital to visit their nan. Yeah. Or like maybe they're having a rough day. Yeah. You know, because I would have road rage if I didn't think like this. Yeah. But- oh, legit. <laughs> it's a good way to calm your own self down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's nice. But I love that it. you can put something on social media as well and you have all these girls, yeah, babe, like, you know, I love yeah. it. I think it's such a supportive environment. And I think we need to protect that because it's really only grown over the last few years to be like that, hasn't it? Yeah, and when you combine forces, you're even more powerful. Mm. Like, imagine if... You and I were in rivalry because, yes, sometimes we go on stage against each other or whatever. We wouldn't have combined to make this podcast to help others. It's like, so I would have been like, no, I'm threatened by Sherelle because I don't want to work on my own self. It's so I'm true. just not going to have a bar of her. Well, yeah. then it's a disservice. Yeah. And I remember someone saying to me, like, uh, outside of the competing sport, they didn't understand why, as competitors, we would hang out. Like, they sort of ah. thought that we were competing and I'm like yeah we're competing against each other but like we're still all friends yeah. and that was sort of confusing for people yeah. I was like oh I just never thought about it like that like we don't compete against each other we compete with each other because what yeah. does the win even mean in mm. like in competing in real life like what are you winning by putting others down you're yeah. not winning anything yeah, we all love a bit of friendly competition and stuff, but we're not yeah. going to go around slamming everyone. Like, even backstage at the shows, people are oh. helping. Like, you, you call out, oh, can someone help me put my bikini top on? Just people just come and help. Like, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah, and importance of girls supporting girls. Like, there is no better time in history to be female right now. So we just need to level up. That's it. Level yeah. up with level up. <laughs> very clever that's a nice way to wrap up on i feel all warm and fuzzy inside actually yeah that's so i yeah the girls uh (laughs) i just want to say that like yeah the boys um but thank you again guys for sending in your q a's we really do appreciate it so don't forget if you've got any more we do keep our q a um boxes in the highlights on the instagram if you've got any random ones we do flick through there otherwise we put them up with each episode and sort of reflect back on um, any questions that we might have following up so if you do have any questions please do swing one our way again if you got anything from this podcast or if you heard your question please do screenshot the a screenshot of the episode 
pop it up on your story, tag myself, tag Danielle and tag the Level Up podcast. Keep sliding in those DMs.